Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Minute Women podcast. My name is Grace. And I'm Linnea. It's the last episode of 2020. You know what? Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I'm, I'm with 2020. <laughs> I am over it. Uh, I just I think, think of all the like it. the beautiful naivete we started this year with when we started this podcast in February of 2020. When oh, coronavirus so was just a meme happening on the side of the world. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I. We had no idea. We had no we idea. Had no idea. And here we are. I did see this meme though the other day that was like, <laughs> "Imagine if 2020 is just the pre, like the preview, it's just the trailer of 2021." <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, I I quit. No, thank you. <laughs> so I, this is a like not relevant to anything except coronavirus, but. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer for that new Michael Bay film that's like an action film set like in the future? We're on COVID like 23. Oh, with Archie from Riverdale. It makes me so angry every single time because basically the premise of that movie is like, you were right. The government wants you. This like illness is just so the government can invade your apartment and like brutalize you it's just like is that really the message we're trying to send michael bay is that really bay, what you know, we you need right now work. you do good work <laughs> i'm not criticizing that you do good work um but uh just stop because yeah. we just need some positivity please um, stay in your wheelhouse of like exploding cars please do not exactly. make social commentaries about exactly real pandemics that are happening right now for anyone wondering my opinion on the uh, Netflix series, The Queen's Gambit, oh, <laughs> um, for I anyone who was, who was waiting for that, <laughs> I will say that something very special about the show, The Queen's Gambit, is that there's a lot of television shows these days that main characters die and bad things happen to them. And we've just become, we've just become okay with that as a society. Like it's it's like expected that the people you care about are going to go through turmoil. And I will say, you know, there are hardships in the, in the, uh, in the series, the queen's gambit. I mean, she's an orphan. Uh, I mean, that's like hardship right there, but (laughs) I just kept waiting for like the shoe to drop and like the, (laughs) the shit to hit the fan and it never happened and I was so happy like like you just root and root and root for this character and she actually just like like, yeah for anyone who hasn't seen it overcome for anyone who hasn't seen it I will tell you I mean there is hardship there are low points but as far as television today goes like the terrible things you anticipate happening don't happen and I don't know if that's just like a 2020 (laughs) mindset we're just like oh like you see that random you see that you see that random extra standing in the corner yeah he's got a gun no none of that stuff happens like it's all just people are just people and the story is just about you know the story and uh (laughs) I miss television like that well I think Sean Bean died in Game of Thrones and the message that was sent to the rest of film and television making was like oh if tv's gonna be good the main character has to be able to die like 100% can die at any moment even if it's not good for the story or 
bad it's bad for the plot it's like yeah. if we are going to be taken seriously as a television program yeah. main characters need to die but Shonda Rhimes has had success with that as well with a show like Grey's Anatomy like there was never yeah. you never had like a soapy sitcom where you could just kill off like fan favorites and still have success and she really found that niche of people like you love to hate the fact that she kills off your favorite character. Turns um, out we just want death. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think 2020 has really lightened some people the heck up. And, and we're like, <laughs> no, like, let her live. <laughs> please stop. Yeah, please stop. So, uh, yeah, for anyone needing a show that has some depth but uh, won't devastate you to your very core, um, go watch The Queen's Gambit. It's a good was, one. Was the Queen's Gambit your favorite show of 2020? I don't know, man. Tiger King, The Last Dance, Love is Blind. There were some winners. <laughs> Bad for healthcare. Great for yeah. television. The start of quarantine. Really, though, like it, it was like Tiger King and The Last Dance came out like in this quick succession and no one knew what to do with themselves. I don't yep. know if Tiger King, a show like Tiger King, really would have had the success it had like imagine if a show like making a murderer came out at the start of quarantine like people like dabbled in that but there'd be like there'd be like a three-part television movie right now if that had come (laughs) out during quarantine (laughs) Uh, like every like people were actually joe exotic for halloween like oh, yeah, was so and that was, like, weird. months after the show came out. Like, Tiger King wasn't cool anymore at Halloween, but people were still, like... Why is this happening? Like, people thought that was funny. And and yet it was funny. It was. <laughs> it's funny. I think, like, make, if a Making Murderer came out during quarantine, it just would have given people, like, too many ideas of, like, oh, oh wow, what's possible? <laughs> Let me tell you how many women... Well, I mean, the amount of breakups that occurred was a lot during quarantine. Yep. Um, but uh babies <laughs> or breakups. It was one or the other. Right. But do you think any of those breakups resulted in like a Carol Baskin scenario? I like, mean there's gotta like, be oh, one or two, right? Interesting. Um have you ever heard the song Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chicks? Uh maybe. I probably <laughs> would know it to hear it. But like, I'm not a it's huge about, Dixie Chicks fan. Okay. Oh, they're called the Chicks now. Oh yes, sorry, myself. just the Chicks. Another but, uh, uh, event of 2020. Yes. However, uh, the song is about two best friends, and one like leaves and you know moves out of their small town, um, okay. and the other stays, and she meets this guy named Earl, and Earl seems really great, and still he heart starts like hitting her, and then Earl is bad. But this is a funny song because That's then when Earl is bad. <laughs> So then, so then the best friend comes back and they decide that Earl had to die. And it's this whole song about goodbye, Earl. <laughs> and I recommend you go to listen. My sister, who's 11, has recently gotten a kick out of this song. She thinks it is so funny. <laughs> and it really does. It really just kind of sums up 2020. Like, I mean, it came out in like the 90s and I'm like, this song is so relevant. I feel like people would feel this. 2020 is the year of like just dreaming up and watching television shows about murder. That's what we the do. The song of 2020 is Hello Earl by the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> just the chick. All right. Sorry, the chicks. Okay. So if, if our listeners haven't realized, um, we're doing a bit of a different format for our episode today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is our 
this is our final episode of 2020 and grace and i just want to have some fun we've been yeah. uh, we've been separated for a while now um we're missing each other not able to have these little quippy conversations uh on our own time so we're going to have yeah. them on yours uh <laughs> so <laughs> enjoy enjoy this is and what you don't to, do yeah welcome to the stuff that happens between the actual points that are important for each of our podcast episodes this is I, the stuff that mark usually cuts so i think i think in honor of your nan who is basically like the third host of the podcast at this point that we should <laughs> call these types of episodes uh minute women episodes it's my oh, yeah. it's minute women podcast so <laughs> whatever for those, I know we mentioned it on an episode, but my grandmother, who is quite minute herself, she uh, she saw me sharing. She's she's okay at the Facebook. Um, she was a culprit of thinking LOL made meant lots of love, and she literally, like a meme, commented on like her friend whose cat had died, and was like, "That's sad." LOL, and I was like, "Nana, uh, not okay." But anyway. Um, yes, my Nana Helen, she is, she is a lovely lady. She thought that, um, well, because I'm not very tall, uh, I'm just, just like five feet ish. Um, and, uh, my grandmother said, oh, that's so funny. Is Grace also a small girl? Um, (laughs) and I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, your podcast, your, I don't know what she calls it. She calls it like a radio show. She really doesn't quite get it. But she's like, (laughs) Your friend on the radio show is she also small? The the minute women and I was like, oh Nana, you're so cute. <laughs> she is not. She is shorter than me, and I'm very short. Oh no! Well, yeah, not oh no. Short people are allowed to exist. <laughs> <laughs> just some of them, not many. The minute women podcast is very pro short women. Yeah, we, we, we support love short women and short men and short men. Yeah, our short our short hunks out there. Yeah, you exist. We're <laughs> you here exist. For we you. see you. Yeah, and there's a lady out there for you. She might be towering over you, but you know, in in 2021, I hope that's what becomes more acceptable. Yeah, tall ladies with short guys. Yeah, height differences in relationships in 2020. I'm here for it. 2021. 2021. 2021. Over. Thank God. Thank goodness. There's only 11 days left. Oh, that's crazy. I know. It's that's not even so two crazy. weeks. Christmas is coming. Oh, I'm so excited for Christmas. I just got home today from Halifax. Yes. I'm in Cape Breton now. And I went to Halifax today because it's just Now, technically, 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 I wasn't supposed to be going into Halifax until tomorrow. But it's my only day off, people. And 24 hours really isn't going to make that much of a difference, Dr. Strang. I wore a mask. I was very cautious. You were very cautious. I, I was very cautious. But I had to deliver Grace's Christmas present to someone who'd be traveling to Cape Breton um, mm-hmm. so that she could get it. And I, in return, got my Christmas present from her, which had a beautiful hand-painted bag. So sweet. So thoughtful. Oh, so cute. Um, <laughs> your gift is not hand-painted. Um, but I will, I will, um, give you a little hint. There is a, there is a Minute Women podcast theme to your Christmas present. Oh, really? Yes. I will give you a hint. I will also, uh, off, off to, to, to counterbalance the hand-painted bag, 
there is also it's like the gift itself is kind of like wrapped in newspaper because okay. tissue paper is an adult purchase that I have never made. Uh, mm, so yeah. it's kind of like one nice layer of packing paper yeah. and then uh, newspaper. So, feeling, you know, yeah, feeling very life. blessed, feeling very blessed to be at home at my mother's uh, over the holidays because I was just like privy to her plethora of wrapping equipment. It's quite a... <laughs> My, well, I came home today and I, I knew this in advance, but it's kind of really the reality of my situation is kind of dawning on me, which is that my room has become my mom's wrapping room. So <laughs> I am surrounded by all of the like gift wrap and everything else. It's just kind of um, like most of my luggage is just gifts for like people because I should have, <laughs> you know, ordered them to my parents' house because that's where I'm doing Christmas. But I was too excited and got it sent to my apartment. Yeah, so I, I have totally like three understand. bags of gifts and then it's just all this wrapping paper. So yeah, I mean, it's it's very festive. But in terms of your gift, as a clue, it's oh. a gift for you, but it's also a gift for Little Blue. Oh. Because you let me oh. borrow her a few times. I did. Little Blue is my car. My... <laughs> I, for the for you for you car fans out there, uh, I am not a car fan, and I drive a 2007 Toyota Corolla. And what I will tell you about the 2007 Toyota Corolla standard model is that um, it's a car that will last you a lifetime. And when I say a She'll lifetime, I don't mean a car lifetime. I mean at least uh, at least a cat's lifetime. Okay? <laughs> so. I was gonna be like a blue whale. Like, yeah, <laughs> the wreckage of human civilization will be before us in like 2050, I guess. None of us will be around. But the then your car will just be atop a mountain like I did it. I outlasted With them all. One cockroach on it. The fact that the fact that my car like this just sums up 2020 that the 2007 Toyota Corolla passed the safety inspection this summer. <laughs> so for two more years. I was like, what? And honestly, my mechanic was just like, I was like, it's fine. Just go. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. When I borrowed the car the first time, I drove it to Cape Breton <laughs> and I got in the car and I got in the car with my younger brother, who's, you know, he's, he's 16. He hasn't really seen the world. Uh, he's, a little, he's a little privileged. <laughs> a little privileged, you know, a little sheltered from life. And, uh, you know, little blue, she leaks. She, she's got a leaky window. Two leaky windows. Not uh, when it's raining, when the rain sits on it. So if it's yeah. like a rainstorm and you're in the car, you don't get wet. It's if you like leave it at night and it rains and then the rain sits on it, then the next day it'll like trickle down. Yeah. And so snow's really bad because like snow will sit. Snow is really snow. bad. <laughs> snow snow is really bad. <laughs> Column is sitting in the car next to me and it starts to leak. And so there's like, I'm like, oh, there's a towel. Just put it on your lap. He's like, Grace. It's <laughs> The car's leaking. It's just like it's just water. You'll be okay. Please relax. <laughs> Calm your nerves. Please meditate with me and put the towel on your lap. Just put the towel on your lap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every I time I take it, Linnea is just like, okay, bye. Safe travels. Make sure you park it under a tree. <laughs> yeah. My my real goal for this car is that like I try to park it a, in as dangerous a situation that couldn't be my fault as possible. That's the that's the goal. I'm like, oh a hurricane? Like I'm gonna take it out. Car out. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna take her out to a tree lot. <laughs> just park it overnight. 
<laughs> see what happens. I love that. Um, yeah, yeah. So she's a she's a good little girl. I'm the third owner. Um, yeah. When my sister was little, and I had this car like five years ago or so. Jeez, have I had it that long? Yeah, I think I have. Um, she would get her friends when they were over. She's like, oh, come see Sissy's car. It's so cool. It has rolly windows. <laughs> and I was like, what? It's like what? It's because it's, you roll up the window. Oh, no. <laughs> and she was like, isn't that the coolest thing you've ever seen? And I was like, oh, God, please, please. Isn't your please sister also obsessed with a rotary phone? Doesn't she have like a rotary <laughs> phone or something? <laughs> she does. She's into rolling. Yeah, um, she just like circles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a rotary phone in my house now, and my mom like really supported Peyton's like love of this rotary phone. My my great aunt Dot, she uh she was moving out of her like home that she'd been in forever uh into uh, into an apartment uh like not an assisted living apartment, but like an apartment for like retired like kind of more elderly people, mm-hmm. and uh, so she was cleaning out her house, and Peyton found this phone, and she was like, "Can I please have this?" my aunt got like yeah, yeah um sure. now my mom like the only place we could hook it up was in the it needed like to pl- like to plug in and like stay in like a phone jack okay yeah, so yeah. It, it's in the kitchen um because this is an older house probably like it was built in like the 70s um and uh so now when I like I'm in the kitchen I like was trying to call somebody and it's like to dial it's just such an effort. And it's like, I was dialing and then I like forgot that I needed a one before the 902 because I wasn't calling like a local number. So then you got to start all over again. And then it's like, I like messed up a number or like I, with rotary phones, like now with like regular normal home phones or cell phones, if you like pause on a number, nothing happens. But with a rotary phone, if you pause for like five seconds, it like cancels it. Um, oh. then you have to dial the whole thing over again. You can't think. Um, so yeah, but it's, uh, it has a great ring. It does like an old school, like bring, bring, which is really fun. Um, yeah. It's, and it like keeps ringing after you've already picked up the phone. Like if you pick up the cordless phone, it's like, oh, yeah. bring, bring. I'm just like, why is this happening? But anyway, fun stuff. Fun stuff. So should we get into the meat and bones of this? Yes, please. Do you, meat do you and bone. Do, meat and meat bones. bones. Do you want to do your little segment first? Oh, I guess yours is the bigger segment. Or do you want to do mine is no. a very little thing that I've prepped. No, we can like save we'll save yours for last. We'll do like well, yours will be like the dessert. Okay. Sounds good. Um, okay. So <laughs> I uh posted on our social media and I asked some avid listeners and friends for their support. Um to let us know if they had any questions. Um, and so I got a variety to say the least <laughs> of, uh, of questions and um, things that people just were dying to know about the podcast, about the podcast process. Um, we might have to get our producer Mark to chip in on some of these um, more technical ones, but uh, we also got some really funny ones uh, in regards to us. So, uh, let's, let's start. We're going to A your cues. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to A your cues. Um, so we're going to start actually with, um, some pals of ours over at Canadian politics is boring. Um, we're going to start with some of their questions. 
Uh, yes. Hello, boys. Um, okay. So, <laughs> Grace, <laughs> this is an epic question. First off, and this isn't the first one. This is this. This is the first one, but there are multiple. But this is okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I want you to prepare yourself. This is a good way. This is a good way to start. They'll be easier after this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Reese sent this. <laughs> it feels it feels a little uh, Welsh to me. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I was like, does it feel Welsh? <laughs> um, if I could do a, a Welsh accent, I would. But uh, here we go, Grace. If an asteroid was heading to Earth, but you had a H.G. Wells style Victorian time machine. <laughs> which era, which era in Canadian history would you seek refuge in and why? This is a two-parter. So that's the first part. Do you want to answer that before I ask you the second part? Okay. So I'm going back in time. You're going back. After it's coming to Earth, you're going back in time uh, to any period to, like, seek refuge from the disaster that's about to occur. Okay. Um, what time period in your H.G. Wells era time machine would you go to and why? So this is this is a little rickety. I don't know if I'd go back too too far because, you know. <laughs> That's the thing. This These kinds yeah. of questions are always so hard for women to answer because you're like, oh, do I go back at a time where I can wear a big dress and have no rights? Yeah. <laughs> or do I not or. play this game? Um, <laughs> When's a great time in Canadian history? I think, hmm, maybe, maybe I should, maybe like, maybe like late 60s. I feel like that's like a cool era in Canadian history. You have like the expo, yeah. you have the Olympics a little bit after that. Like there's a yeah. lot of like cool stuff happening in the 1960s. Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Olympics with Cal I think what Montreal, or no, Montreal was 70s. Yeah. Expo 67, at least, was Expo 67 happened. Yeah, that was in the 60s. Yeah, Trudeau is is prime minister. Yeah, summer of love bit. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, now. Do you have an answer? Well, first, I'm going to ask you the two-parter of this. Oh, okay. So so you're picking, you're picking the mid-70s. Uh, like late 60s. Oh, late 60s. Late 60s. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I was totally off. You're picking the late 60s. What one modern thing would you take with you? Hmm. What modern thing would I take See, this, with this me? This feels very Reese to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, my phone won't really do me any good because there's no cell towers and stuff. Well, and people will also be like, who is this crazy person with this computer in her hand? Like, oh my God. Uh, it would be really weird to like not have like Spotify, but like also there's right. not really internet. And so there's nothing to support that application. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe a Pfizer vaccine, <laughs> coronavirus Pfizer vaccine. So when we loop back around to 2020, assuming I make it that long, I can be like, guys, the ingredients are in my blood. We can like it. skip this whole thing. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Um, okay, I like that. I like that. That's a good answer. Um, okay, so me, same question. I'm gonna yes. answer the same question. 
If I was going back in Canadian history, that's very specific, like Canadian history, not like world mm-hmm. history, just like where are you going in Canadian history? Um, I think I'd go to like the early 80s. Ooh, fun. Yeah, actually. Hmm. No, no, that's not true. I'd go not early fun. 70s. I'd go early 70s okay. Um, because... And this sounds kind of lame. Um, <laughs> I think like space is really cool. And I think moon landing <laughs> stuff is really cool. And like, you know, like North Americans went to the moon in like 69. And like, you know, in the early 70s, like my mom talks about and she was she was born in 70. And she talks about, you know, being in school and like they take you to class to like watch um, space missions and stuff. And like, it was so new and exciting and people didn't know about like life, like being on the moon. Like, could people go to the moon? Like, is this something you can do? Um, And so I think that would just be a really cool time in like scientific history, like stuff happening. Um, Also some great music happening in that time period. Um, Not just for, you know, not just for Canada, but for the entire world. Um, there's a lot of great music. Um, yeah, I think that that would be, I think that would be a fun time period to be in and kind of like, it'd be like seeing kind of the time period my mom grew up in, which I think would be kind of cool. Um, cool to kind of have that. What would I bring? Cheapers. Honestly, like, the girls at Rival and Queen taught me to go with your gut. And I think I'd bring pizza pockets. <laughs> I don't think they were invented then. <laughs> and uh, and, and you know, uh, if they have been invented, they definitely hadn't been perfected. Like, right? And they're not uh, 2020 pizza pockets. They're not. They're not. Um, yeah. And it's like just an easy snack. It wouldn't freak people out too much to have this thing. I'd just be like, no, they're European. And they'd be like, oh, yes, European. Yes. I love, I love that you're going, you're time traveling and you're like, oh, shit, I can't let anyone know that I'm from the future. And you're, you're like covert plan is you're like, oh, I'm just European. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. She's just from Romania. Like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Actually, I'm 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 just like Hungarian, um, yeah. and we just like to put food inside of food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just like oh no, she's just from the Baltics. Don't worry about yeah. it. She's just a foreign exchange student. It's really chill. Totally actually. chill. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was our first question from the boys at Politics is boring. Um, they said another one. Oh, they did, and I don't know if I wanna. If, no, I don't want to jump around a little. These are fun. Let's do let's do the boys first and then we'll then we'll move yeah. on. So <clears throat> in your dream historical dinner party, which four Canadian figures would you invite? And what dish would you serve? Yes. What would you serve as a dish? Yes. Hmm. Am I cooking? Because then um, I also have to pick something that I could cook. It doesn't specify. I don't think so. I would okay. say like I was if you're having a dinner party that big, Grace, I would say that you have hired help for that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Understandable. Um or historical Canadian figures. Well, gotta gotta have my boy Wilder Penfield at the table. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He's my arm candy for the night. A little, little after supper action with Wilder. He's my dessert, if yeah. you know what I mean. 
Um, don't listen to this episode, Eric. Uh, <laughs> who else would I invite? My my brain just jumps to heritage minutes right away, but it doesn't have to be con- confined by the heritage this minute. Is just, this is just Canadian, Canadian people in Canadian history. Anybody I want. Hmm. Yeah. Now you do want there to be good conversation. So do you want variety? Do you want similarities? Like, what are you looking for? This is true. Like, like I like her a lot, but I don't think I'd invite Lucy Maud Montgomery. I feel like she'd just kind of be a bummer. Same thing as how I feel about Emily Carr. Yeah, like she'd be crazy. She might bring a monkey. Actually, that <laughs> might be kind of fun. Actually, yeah, she <laughs> might be fun. I might br- okay. I might invite Emily Carr because she might bring a monkey. Yeah, uh, as as a as a asterisk to her invitation, needs to bring yeah. the monkey. Um, who else? Maybe like. William Lyon Mackenzie King, just so I can say his name to his yeah. face. To like, write oh, it on like a play card. The Honorable yeah. <laughs> William Lyon Mackenzie King. That's such and a good name. Just to ask him permission to like name your firstborn after him. Yeah. Can I name my kid Lion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lion King. That's the next. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. The next series. Mind blown. <laughs> And one last person. No, that's only. Hmm. Oh no, you did say it. yeah. So Penfield, um, and Emily Carr, and Mackenzie King, and one more. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, do you know any off the top of your head? I'm gonna keep thinking. Do you know what you'd serve though? Ooh. Um. It might be just because I like had them yesterday, but okay. crepes. I had crepes mm, yesterday, I, and I'm oh, just like, man, yeah. crepes are so good. You could crepes do so you could, you could like give people crepes and then like just have all the different like. Uh, oh yeah, you do like a crepe bar, and you could like Ooh. do like it's savory, like it's sweet. Like I don't know what you I guys like. That. So yeah, I think I would do like a crepe bar situation. Yeah, I like that. Um, who would I invite? I would invite Gordy Howe. Ooh, good one. And I would invite Sitting Bull. Cause I think Oh hell yeah. I think they would like have some good combos about being like leaders and they're like whatever, you know. I feel like I feel like they'd be like I feel like they would be like the men who are like, you know, have like different, but like would be able to find some sure. They would probably they probably like the same golfers, you know. Um <laughs> uh and uh, so I'd invite those two for sure. <laughs> I don't even like her, but I'm just like Celine Dion. Celine Dion <laughs> must come. <laughs> I love that she's a historical figure and she's alive. Yeah, I know. She's not. Are you, she's not are you inviting like current Celine Dion or like Celine Dion, like Titanic era Celine Dion? Probably current Celine Dion, um, but no, I'm not going to invite her. She's not invited. She's off the guest oh, she's list. She's not invited. So, okay. no. so <laughs> and yeah. Gordy Howe. And... Oh, oh, I have oh. my last invite. Okay, who's your fourth? I want La Bolduc to come because I feel like yeah. she would just be like such a time. She would yeah. be so fun. And she'd like also be like, all right, now we're singing songs. And I'm like, love this. Thank you for love the transition that. to the second part of the evening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. I, I think she might have to be on my invite list as well. 
Totally. And I don't know if we just did the episode recently, but like I just didn't know how cool she is. And she's so cool. She's so Um, chill. My dad said it's his favorite episode. It's so good. It was a good episode. So yeah, so I'm gonna invite I'm gonna invite Gordy Howe and Sitting Bull and La Bullduck and (laughs) Winnie the Pooh. I'm gonna invite the bear. (laughs) Absolutely, you're gonna invite the bear. Have some snugs. <laughs> what are you gonna serve the bear? Honey. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna serve everybody else? Okay. Everybody else. Oh no, I've changed my mind. Winnie is going to get maple syrup because that's just like more Canadian. Okay. And I feel like Winnie would enjoy that. Um <laughs> for Labulduck, Sitting Bull, and Gordy Howe. I feel like there would be some great conversations. I bet Gordy Howe has a beautiful voice. I bet he, bet he did. <laughs> um, what am I going to serve? Hmm. Poutine, but like a poutine bar. Kind of like okay, your crepe. Yeah. So everybody gets the fries with the cheese curds and the gravy, but then there's like bacon bits and chives and like and like pulled pork and like you can you can like mix it up. Mix it um, up as you want. Yeah. So that's what that's what I'm gonna do. And what are we gonna drink? Ooh, a drink. Mm. I mean, Caesars are Canadian, but I know you don't like Caesars. I know I don't like Caesars, but I feel like you know they might. Mm. I don't know if the well I guess the Caesar was probably invented while Gordy Howe was still alive but the other two might never have had a Caesar and I feel like everybody at least should have a Caesar once so and I feel like Winnie would really dig a Caesar Um, (laughs) so so yeah that's what I'm gonna go with um that was fun that was a fun one okay so now we have we have a few we have a few what ifs from the boys okay okay do you want what to answer if, some what ifs? Absolutely. What if they weren't allowed to cut the bottom out of the basket? How would that have shaped the game of basketball? Let's discuss these. Let's use these as discussion questions. Yeah. Okay. So they're referring to the fact that like to get the ball out of these peach baskets in the first games of basketball, they cut a tiny little hole so they could like pop the balls out with a, a broom. Yeah. And so what if like you had never cut the bottom out of those baskets and you had just had to scoop the basketball out? That was just how the game was played. How would that have affected the game? How would that affect the game of basketball? I think to this day, we would have uh, a professional role in basketball, much like the referees. Mm -hmm. Their job is they're just the ball scooper and they have a giant ladle and they sit on top of the net. It's a very dangerous job. It's a very precarious mm-hmm. seat, but great. You have seat. to be below. You have to be below five ten. So below five ten, you have to meet certain weight requirements. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like being, just like being a costume character in Disney World, you have absolutely. to meet like the height and the weight requirements. Yeah. Yep. This is the image of the NBA we're talking about. Uh, exactly. So yeah, they gotta like pop the ball out every time. They gotta be fast because basketball is a fast, fast game. So. Well, see, that's what I see. I was thinking, would this then? So if there is no basket cut out, it does this become a stoppage of play? Maybe. And I'm like, basketball is already absolutely insane for the amount of stoppage of play. You see three minutes on a clock in basketball and four hours go by and the game's still not done. Like <laughs> yep. basketball stoppage is insane. So I'm like, I, this can't be something that would cause more stoppage. So yeah, I like your idea of like a little, 
a, a little person just being like pluck boom pluck boom and like yeah or I think maybe it, there would be like magnets on the ball and you could hover like the guy would hover a big magnet and go boop boop oh that's cool <laughs> I like that you took this question very seriously. And I was like, how can I turn the game of basketball into like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> like just ridiculous no. jobs that do not exist. <laughs> um, no, I like I like it. I think it's fun. Um, oh, Grace, this one's about your mans. What if one of Dr. Penfield's assistant was actually burning toast at that moment? Or let's say like eating burnt toast at that moment. How would that have changed history? <laughs> I don't know how it would have changed history, but I would love the heritage minute of like her being like, I smell burnt toast. And I'm then the, it oh, cuts to a me. guy yeah. his fingers just like covered in peanut butter and like <laughs> everything. And he's and just, just like, like, Eddie, not again. Oh, sorry, guys. I, uh, I just burnt some toast. Um... <laughs> I guess I, I'd hope that, you know, Dr. Penfield would be able to overcome those challenges of uh, mm-hmm. the incompetency mm-hmm. of his staff <laughs> and, you know, continue the surgery and hopefully uh, <laughs> hopefully the procedure would go well. All right. And this one, I don't know if it warrants an answer, but um, it, they say what if, but I think it's a more of a wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if Christopher Robin want it to name the bear Winnie the little shit. <laughs> and honestly, to me, that sounds more Canadian. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know Winnie the Pooh is British. It's right? Because they, they went with the Pooh. Instead of Winnie the little shit. Winnie, you little shit. Get over uh, here. Stop stealing all the honey. Stop getting stuck in rabbit holes. Exactly. Uh, okay, so now we have uh, a question. We have a couple of questions, actually, from an avid listener and fan. Um, this is one of our uh, earliest supporters. Her name is Kelly. Um, Hi, Kelly. And Kelly follows us on Instagram and on Facebook, and she always comments on our posts and likes them, and we really appreciate that. So she's on Instagram as Kelly Ghostick. Um, and she has a couple questions and she was worried that she'd be too late. So I just want you to know, Kelly, you were not too late. So her first question is, uh, what made you want to start the podcast? And I think, uh, this is kind of like a tandem question, but, uh, mm-hmm. one night I was at a bar and, uh, Mark was like, I'm a podcast producer. And I was like, no, really, what do you do? And he was like, no, I'm a podcast well, I waited. podcast. I wait at this bar, but also yeah. <laughs> I'm a podcast um, producer. Yeah. And I think like I didn't when Grace tells when Grace tells her version of the story, um, it, it's something that Grace had been like, you know, this is something I've thought about. Like this, I I've thought this would be really cool. I didn't even listen to podcasts really before we started a <laughs> podcast. Like I knew that podcasts existed, but like I uh so I think it was just um, you know, the right group of people at the right time and uh and it all worked out really well at least at least for me yeah but what about I, you you had you had thought about podcasts and stuff like what is it about podcasts that like you enjoy and like are interested in and wanted to host a podcast um well other than a practice in pure narcissism 
believing that people need to listen to my voice for an hour. Uh, (laughs) I think, I mean, I think what I liked about podcasts was that it, it, it's just like this casual form of media that just doesn't feel too produced. Like mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. the fact that it's just people having conversations and I think it makes you feel like you get to know the hosts a little better. And there's oh, so many podcasts that you can find like such niche communities and topics that yeah. get filtered out of bigger media. Um, so for like a huge history nerd like me, there's so many history podcasts, but not just like history podcasts, but like funny history podcasts. Like that's what I love. Like I love comedy and I love history. And so when those two things can be combined, I think it's really valuable in sense that it engages listeners because you come for maybe, maybe you're coming for the comedy, but you stick around and you might learn something. Um, But also vice versa. I think it's so important for historians because I think a lot of the times you get lost in the sense that like history is so like grander and bigger than thou when like all history is made by people, like people make history and you're a person. So you have this like really valuable perspective. Chills, Chills, Grace. I'm sorry. For real. No, I like that. But yeah, it's just like the same like feelings and emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Like the feelings and emotions that that you have are the feelings and emotions of the people in history. And so, you know, like it can be very base human instincts that like Mm -hmm. result in artifacts that we find or pieces of Mm -hmm. art or movements in history. Like sometimes they're very important and like grand emotions, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's also just like, I love when the answer to a history problem is just like, oh, they were probably bored. So they did <laughs> something like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course. That's like so relatable. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's why I like history podcasts and I think why I was excited to do one. Um, but also it was like, oh yeah, I want to like have a good time with my friend. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, also great. So yeah, that's the first question from Kelly. Um, the second one is, which has been the favorite episode that you've recorded thus far? Oh, I mean, the bull duck was really fun. I know it was really oh, recent. The bull duck was really fun. Duck was um, really great. My favorite bit still comes from the John and McDonald one. I know it was our first episode, <laughs> but I am going to tell you coriander spice is one of the funniest things that has ever come out of our podcast like the other spice girl like that was funny like that was a funny funny bit and that really is like I don't know like that episode was just so fun and so it just like worked that I think that was for our listeners too I'm sure but for like me like venturing into this like I was like oh okay like this is gonna be fine like this is gonna work we're okay. <laughs> like we're funny um yeah and I like think about I mean there's some not less interesting but some drier episodes I think of like Sam Steele great episode mm-hmm. but like it's just like it was a lot a of drier. we were discussing like you know the RCMP and the like formation of like that and, and you know you're talking about so um yeah there are some episodes where we're talking about serious topics as well I mean we've waited so long to do the Halifax explosion episode uh we just released that 
And uh, but it's a heavier episode. And so to do, you know, John and McDonald, who showed up to a meeting four months late, like, yeah, that was was funny. (laughs) Like that episode was full of just like funny moments where it was for me, that was, you know, having that as our first episode. I was like, oh, like everything's going to be fine. Like we can just we can do this and it'll be good. So yeah, for me. And not to say the podcast has like changed really, obviously like the format hasn't changed very much. And like, I don't think we have changed all that much as people, but it's that episode when I go back and listen to it, I think it was like, when I was like, oh, we're making jokes for each other in this episode. Like it's really like we, that was the first thing we ever recorded. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever going to listen to this. I don't yeah. know if it's just going to be you and me and our parents, maybe. And so we just had, but maybe, maybe her parents. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I like that question. Um, and then this one is, this one is for you. Um, because okay. I don't get to decide this, but it's how do you pick which minute you're going to do each week? Do you have any sort of rhyme or reason or do you just like... And I don't know the answer to this either. This uh, this is this is a question I've never really thought about. <laughs> it's not my job to think about it. But uh, yeah, how do you come up with uh, the episode that you're going to pick? Um, I mean, sometimes they're thematic. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we did Halifax Explosion kind of around Christmas and the anniversary. The anniversary. Yeah. Um, for, for November we did. We did. Yeah, in November we did all of our like war episodes. We did um. We did uh, Jim Egan during mm-hmm. Pride Month or just before Pride Month. Yeah, so we did. sometimes there's like a rhyme or reason. Um, mm-hmm. But to to get into the behind the scenes, I have a massive spreadsheet. Not really massive, but massive for me because I don't do math. And uh, of all of the episodes and like a short description of what they are. And I'll just, when I don't know what episode I want to do, I'll just like scroll through it. And if I'm feeling really motivated, I'll pick an episode that I'm like, this one's going to be hard to research or it's not going to be like really clear what the episode's going to be about. And when I'm feeling really lazy, I pick an episode that I think is going to be really easy to research. So yeah, (laughs) it's mostly based on the 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 tides the ebbs and flows of my motivation <laughs> like a little mood wheel it's like grace like flips the mood wheel and then decides the episode of the podcast via that yeah. i go to my <laughs> altar of crystals and candles and i ask the minute gods <laughs> what episode shall i research and they uh, go sod houses and i go Fuck. <laughs> and you're like soddies okay got it <laughs> oh you know that was a good episode that was funny um and informative uh and then finally kelly's last question um and she also says after this question she says thank you so much love the podcast thank you kelly Uh, (laughs) don't don't thank us (laughs) thank you for giving us content to talk about um and thank you for listening uh but uh what are your favorite podcasts let's do like uh like your four favorite podcasts other than men and women okay uh unsurprisingly mine are mostly history podcasts but mm-hmm. um i love uh the dollop people who listen to the dollop probably recognize mm-hmm. the format of this podcast is very similar to that uh mm-hmm. i love behind the bastards which is mm-hmm. uh, a journalist he like researches some of the, like the most evil people in history and mm-hmm. and mostly like focuses on like by the way, most of like the evil people in the world, they're like massive nerds. And this is why <laughs> like they're all like yeah. people you shouldn't be afraid of. Um, they just have a lot of money. 
And I love Hardcore History by Dan Carlin, which is like super dry history deep dives, but sometimes that's what I want. And probably my favorite murder. It's like a yeah. classic. It's like, I love true crime. So it's good true crime, but it's also like fun and bubbly. And it's just like two friends hanging out, which I like. Yeah. I would uh, say stuff you should know. I'm a big fan of uh, of the boys at Stuff You Should Know. They are funny. They have great chemistry. And I've learned a lot. Super informative. They also definitely have a bit of a passion slash cult. cult I can't talk. A passion slash a cult following for a kind of true crime stories. And, uh, and like, not so much mysteries, but like they do a couple episodes on like escapes from different prisons and stuff. They talk about the escape from Azkaban. Or Azkaban. <laughs> That's Harry Potter. They talk about the escape from Alcatraz. <laughs> um, Honestly, my brain didn't even register it. I was like, yeah. Yeah, you were like, escape from uh-huh. prison. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I, I really love them. Um, Chuck and Josh, they are super funny. Um, and, and they have great chemistry, which is, which I really like. They have a lot of great back and forth banter. Um, like hosts on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Another podcast I love just because, um, I mean, it's armchair expert. And so it's Dak Shepard basically just interviewing whoever he wants because he's Dak Shepard, um, (laughs) which is cool because you get to hear like celebrities who you like and are interesting like from musicians to actors and actresses to philanthropists to uh uh, they've had during kind of the covid pandemic they really took a switch to uh kind of doctors and medical health professionals which has been interesting um to kind of see how the format changes when you're not speaking to a celebrity um and it's definitely been uh definitely been interesting i just i really i really like his chemistry um with audience like he just he just makes his guests it's like very conversational um yeah there's a great episode about Cheryl Crow like I didn't even know I really liked Cheryl Crow until I listened to this episode and she's just like so freaking cool um and the co-host for that and she's does all of the production is um Mal Padman and she was actually like Dak Shepard and his wife who's also an actress Kristen Bell she was their nanny like she babysat their kids and they like she's like a live-in nanny and they just became like close and like friends and like yeah they have this podcast together and it's uh there's been a couple articles about the podcast and sometimes people will just like want to interview Dak Shepard and he mm. always brings her along and makes her like the forefront because he's like, she's the producer. She's the researcher. She calls the guests like I just show up, which is like very like I feel is like my spiel when I like talk about great. I'm like, <laughs> no, I, I just show up. Um, so I think that's also like a cool relationship for a podcast. And then another podcast I really like is um, is Modern Love, which is uh, which is. So they actually just came out with a show about it on Amazon. Um, Modern Love is a column in the New York Times. And so people write in anonymously about their 
um, about their love stories. So these are, some of them are obviously like your typical, like romantic love stories. Some of them are like love of like, you know, a parent and a child. Um, some of like, most of them are like more romantic, like stories, but you do get those ones that are just like kind of tug on your heartstrings. They're cool stories, but they're read so the premise of the podcast is that they're read by celebrities and then at the end of the episode the person who wrote the article uh comes on the show and then like talks with the celebrity and with the like host oh um yeah so it's like a story so it's like they're reading a story and then the person comes on and like talks about like why they wrote that sometimes they like don't have the people to come on so they just like Mm -hmm and like have other discussion but it's just it's kind of cool like and and it's just like you just see regular people I say that with air quotes who are just really prolific writers and you're like wow like you just wrote this beautiful piece for the New York Times and like you've never like written before but you were passionate about something and you wrote about it and it was great mm-hmm. um and then my favorite murder because I just they're so good <laughs> they're so funny okay. um yeah they're they're yeah they're just it's like high quality podcast like <laughs> they're who I want to be when I grow up I want to be Georgia and Karen yeah the girls are they, cool they have their like their thing of like are you a Georgia are you a Karen and I think in our relationship I'm the Karen and you're the Georgia oh, I'm 100% the Georgia yeah I'm <laughs> yeah. definitely the Karen for sure. oh yeah oh yeah um yeah and so those were our questions from Kelly so again thank you so much Kelly we really appreciate it and yes, Kelly is always one of the very first to like the things that we do. And uh, yeah, the super, super fun follower of the podcast. So the next person we have who um, gave us a, a message, a shout out, is uh, Sean McConkey, who actually has a podcast called The Anti-Show Podcast, another podcast out here in the great Canadiana. Um, and his question, so this might actually be more relevant to our producer, or I guess, or I guess more so Grace. Um, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but just your pre-production schedule and pre-production rituals. So how long do you spend on your research for each episode? Um, so kind of what goes on before we sit down in the studio and mm. and do an episode? So how does your how's your little brain work, Grace? Well, uh, I first see the smoke coming out right now. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I get some a little, a little you know motor oil on the gears and I start cranking. Um, and I mean time wise, it's usually like two or three days, maybe, and, and that's not like a full work day. It it it's probably like total five six hours to do the writing at least research if it's something that like. I've been like John A. McDonald, for example, uh, I knew going into that one, like thinking about it, I didn't want to do his political career. Like I just knew that he was a weird person. So I was like, let's talk about that instead. That's way funnier. (laughs) So it was more about like sourcing books that tried to focus on his Mm -hmm. personal life than his political career. But, uh, for the big difference was like with coronavirus and like COVID, I can't go to like coronavirus Coronavirus. Um, for a huge chunk of quarantine. I couldn't go to libraries. I couldn't really get physical books. And that really limits you in terms of what you can use. So 
basically trying to be like resourceful with online resources. And some, some online resources are great. Like sometimes you have like Jackie Robinson and his Wikipedia page is like the length of the Bible. So it's great. Mm-hmm. It's like awesome. There's so many sources that I can like get from this. Other people but like, I bet, I bet like Lebel duck, you don't get that much information from them a first. little harder. Um, but like, I don't know. It's, it's like, for me, it's just like, oh, it's just like researching a paper. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a full-time job, but, uh, and it's okay. fun. But as terms of rituals, I mean, we show up to the, we show up. We have a seance. We have a there seance. There are we candles. Very witchy seance. Yeah. Mark uh, lays on the floor. <laughs> we sacrifice Mark. Mark, we have a new Mark every episode. It's we actually, like literally sacrificed yeah. Mark at the beginning of every episode. New one Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's Mark is actually stands for man around recording controller. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, that's what Mark stands for. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we will not try to make an acronym for Boudreaux because oh god, we'd be here forever. Um, uh, we'd be here forever. Know. We mostly just shoot the shit. If it's dark, we'll have a beer. We do. Yes, that is true. Um, okay, so thank you, Sean, for uh, for that fun question. Okay, so this is from uh, the lovely ladies over at Rival and Queen. Uh, our and Sarah and uh these ones have much less to do with our podcast and more to do with us as human beings so uh thank you ladies um, that's why I started this podcast narcissism yeah, it's just to talk about myself so thank god <laughs> yeah. someone asked oh, um, finally okay grace if you had to could slash could live anywhere else in Canada um like for a fairly permanent amount of time where would you go where uh, you Mon- go montreal hands down okay perfect easy where would you go vancouver i'd go Ooh, i'd go pretty. to the next coast yeah yep. yeah i've never really been like past i mean except for like layovers and like flying and so i mean i've been to california but mm. uh but never to like kind of that side of canada um yeah I think that'd be really cool. And I'd want to be by the ocean. I still, if I was going to like be kind of permanent, I'd want to be by a body of water. Um, Yeah. Okay. What food is always on hand in your house? (laughs) Uh, Dried mangoes. (laughs) That's the first thing coming to mind. You know, you know, I don't know if I've ever been near apartment that there haven't been dried mangoes. So I feel like dried mangoes. Yeah. I I love them. For me, what food is always on hand? Uh, some variety of cracker, like wheat thins or triscuits or like vegetable thins. I mean, something, yeah, like I, I'm a cracker girl. Um, yeah. Like I am, like I'm a cracker and hummus, cracker and peanut butter, cracker and jam, just crackers. Um, like I'm a, a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a muncher. So I, uh, I do, I do like a good cracker. I'm also like definitely a salty over sweet lady. Mm. Uh, so like a good, a good salty cracker is something I enjoy. I feel like we didn't have like the societal conversation of when Triscuits decided to take over the cracker market where they were like, Oh, 
We're going to make the bougiest crackers imaginable and they're going to be absolutely delicious. Do you want some dill crackers? Absolutely. You want cracked pepper and olive oil? Here you go. Rosemary and thyme. Bam. Yeah. The, they have a, I think it's like a cracked pepper and balsamic. I don't know, but whatever oh it is, God. it is like, but it's a meal and a cracker. Like it's you so don't even, good. you don't even need something on that cracker. Like it is like, <laughs> like you think of a Triscuit, you think of a Triscuit five, five years ago and you're like, yeah. mm, dry, dry. Triscuits today, like these little triangle kind of thinner ones, they really cut down from that main square and it's yeah. a, it's a new ball game. Let me they, tell you, they have elevated like oh. the expectations I have for crackers. Oh, a hundred percent. Like yeah. vegetable thin who? I don't know because now there's triscuits that are unbelievable. Please. Wheat thins yeah. are still good, but in a different mm. way. Triscuits, they're like, they're so like, and they're, you know, they're cheese bearing. They can like hold oh. a lot of stuff on them. You can mm. even dip a Triscuit. That's what I appreciate about a Triscuit. You can dip like, a Triscuit. You can yeah. really dip it. Like you can, you can have like, and I'm not talking like, I'm not talking like a ranch dip. Like I'm talking like a, like real dip with like real items in it. Like, you know, a corn yeah. and bean dip. Like that can go on a Triscuit. That yeah. is a vessel. Or like, um, like a tub of hummus that's been in the fridge oh, and it's been in like the cold in the back of the fridge. fridge. Yeah, the best. A brick. And you bring yeah. that out and a Triscuit's like, Just don't worry, baby. I top. got you. I got yeah, you. Your Triscuit's got your back. Um, so yeah, I would definitely I'm a I'm a I, I enjoy my crackers. Um, okay. What sports did you play growing up, Grace? Ooh. Um <laughs> no contact sports. I played, I swam, I did swimming, played a lot of tennis, and played a lot of curling. Um, Grace is actually kind of Grace and Mark, actually, I'm the, I'm the odd one out. Grace and Mark are actually both quite talented tennis players in their own right. Um, Grace has won a Nova Scotian open championship. Absolutely. I'm just saying. saying. Thank you. Thank you. Um, (laughs) 2015 dirtle champion. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever that is. Whatever that Um, is. I have a big silver plate in my house. (laughs) And Mark is also very good at tennis um he's probably better than me it's been a hot minute since i played quite tennis. modest but uh he actually is is very good he's actually he's been instructing tennis i don't know if he is right now but he was over the summer um what and so so tennis so that's tennis swimming you curled mm-hmm. those would be um, the main ones maybe a little basketball yeah yeah, yeah. What about i you? um I went to a very small junior high. And so I played everything because if you didn't play, there wasn't a team. Um, and so as to not let down the small community of Lunenburg, you played. Um, so let's talk about, so we'll talk about the sports I played that I hated. Um, okay. so cross country hated, um, <laughs> it's just running. Field, running events did not, did not enjoy myself thoroughly. Nope. Um, Soccer, I liked my issue with soccer. I played soccer all growing up. Mm-hmm. I was always too rough in soccer. Like I was always just like a little <laughs> bit too like I was a little bit too rough. And like I I remember the first time I got a yellow card, I cried. And then Aww. I never cried again. <laughs> and I got them all the time. Um yeah, I played basketball. I really liked basketball. I um I think I would have continued playing basketball. Um, but when I got to my high school, like 
I went from being in a class of 20 kids to being in a class of 360 kids. And so like priorities just became different. Like I didn't know the girls playing and stuff. And like, it's just like, it's a new school, new stuff. Um, The sports that I continued in high school with, I did play soccer throughout high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I did, I did soccer. I did rugby. Um, high school is where I started to play rugby and I curled and I curled since I was a kid. Um, I didn't do like swim team or anything, but I, but I did all of my like levels and I lifeguarded and taught swimming lessons. Um, yeah. So I think that would be, um, kind of like the main, the main things that I did, the main sports that I did. Um, I also took, I also took three sections of gym in my grade 12 year, which <laughs> what? yeah, because, because first semester I took fitness leadership and gym 12 oh, okay. um, in my first semester of grade 12. But then in my second semester, I had two frees because I had a free, but I was in band. So that also equated to a free. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like in high school, I didn't have a car. I was just bored with two frees. Yeah, it's a lot of um, free time. never like, yeah, because you'd have like, you'd have a double period on some days. So I was having like three, three frees a day. So I ended up doing uh like PAL, which is like physically active living. Oh, so like yeah. another section of gym at my high school. Yeah. Um, I took like the be active. Ooh, PAL French. French. You are so, uh, how you say Francais? They let us play um, Twister in the 11th grade. It was disgusting. Oh, it would just um, be like, it's a rainy day, so we can't take you outside. And currently Twister. we are conflicting with uh, the gym. So y'all want to play Twister? And Everybody it would grab be some boys like being like, hey, do you want to play Twister with me? Like, <laughs> no, I don't want to fucking play Twister with you. Ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And we have one more question from the lovely ladies at Rival and Queen. Um, and it is, Grace, <laughs> what job would you be terrible at? Like, what is a job that you would be oh, terrible at? What is a job so you would many. At? <laughs> I know, right? That's my thought. That with that. I'm like, so bad at so many jobs. Like, um, I think I would probably, I would be such a bad doctor. Okay. Like surgeon. I, I just like, uh, the. I wouldn't be able to deal with it very well mentally. Hmm. Like, just like, Oh my God, someone's life is in my hands. I would not do yeah. well with that pressure. Um, but then on top of that, just like the the like mechanical detail of it, I think would not mm-hmm. be for me. Like mm-hmm. I'm good at like being on my feet and kind of like improvising and like going from mm-hmm. there. Uh you can't really do that as a surgeon. <laughs> you basically no. have to memorize that. I'm just gonna wing it, guys. Let's just wing it. Um, doctor, doctor, this is brain surgery. <laughs> oh shit, I'm in the wrong floor. God, sorry guys, I'll be back. <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh what job would I be terrible at? Again, as you said, so many. Um, so many jobs I feel like I would be terrible at. I think the main one that kind of comes to mind is I 
well, I feel like I would be a really bad, like a profession, like a hairdresser where, where you're carrying kind of like a dentist, just in the fact that like you're carrying on a conversation while also doing a job. Like if you're a surgeon, they're usually asleep. So you're able to like, like you're not having to like keep the person like calm or like whatever, like carry on like conversation or like be like, like, I feel like if I was cutting hair, like I would when I do stuff like that, I feel like I get like really focused and I feel like no one would like me. Cause I like, wouldn't, I feel like you go to a hairdresser to have like conversation and stuff. Like you expect yeah. them to like speak to you. And I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to like, I I'm just like very hypercritical of like my work. And so I just feel like I'd be like, Oh God, your hair looks awful. And then I'd like cut more <laughs> and then they'd be bald and I'd be like, Oh, they're perfect. Well, um, I'm surprised you said hairdresser. Cause you do a good men's haircut. I do a good gentleman's haircut. Um, now, I maybe will say barber. Maybe I'd be a good barber. I'm it's, not like uh, a hairstylist. Yeah, men's haircuts. Men's haircuts. I'm I'm pretty good at. Um, and gentlemen, I use clippers and scissors, so like I I can I can give you a little fade. Now you need a good set of clippers. I feel like anyone can do a men's like fade if you have a good set of clippers with like the varying like like it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd be good at doing a job like that where you had to like multitask on stuff <laughs> like that. However, currently I'm working at um, a flower shop where I've worked previously and uh, it's, it's a very sweet place, busy over the holiday season. But I had a woman call the other day and she called to order flowers. And then at the end of the conversation, she was like, oh, there's actually something I really need to discuss with you. Actually, she said the owner. And I was like, owner's super busy. I was like, what what is it? And she's like, "Um, uh, oh, actually, I'm getting another call. Can I call you back? And I was like, okay. So she actually called back to tell me that she (laughs) had a she was very concerned with the fact that it says on the flower shop's website, which is whole other story but the website is like the national organization called teleflora which is where like all the pictures you see on flower shop websites and then flower shops recreate those so like this is a website that like like your flower shop like the flower shop doesn't design those like they just make them from a picture Okay. okay so it's better to call a flower shop and ask for them to do whatever but anyway so on this website it says that on this website it says that we sell mylar balloons and and the woman is like do you know how bad mylar balloons are for sea turtles and i'm like excuse me and she's like like, thousands of turtles die every year from helium mylar balloons and do you educate your customers and clients who purchase these balloons on these detrimental effects to our ecosystems i'm just very disappointed a company such as yourself, people love to receive flowers. Da, 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 da. Do you do you feel any shame in the fact that you sell? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so um, I don't know. I definitely I feel like I'm okay at a job where you have to listen to people talk about random stuff like that. But uh, okay, so those are our questions from the ladies at Rival and Queen. Ladies, we appreciate you. Thank you so very much. Okay. So we have one more set of questions from Spencer. And Spencer, 
Spencer from North of Normal. And Spencer from North of Normal would like to know <clears throat> if y'all could be there to see any events that there's a Heritage Minute about, what one would you pick? Hmm. Hmm. Not the Halifax no, explosion. You. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> or Nitro. Not <laughs> Nitro. Not Nitro. Maybe the Jackie Robinson one. I don't know. I just want it's just yeah. like a fun sporting event. If it's too dramatic, I think it would be scary. I think that's true. I, I was going to say like Elsie McGill. Like I'd pick to be. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Walk one of the, the girls in the factory, like one of the workers in the factory being a part of that. Mm-hmm. Be one of those women. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, that's a good yeah. pick. But I think Jackie Robinson would be epic, obviously. That'd be so fun. And Montreal sports fans, they're oh, a different breed. They're no just, other. Yeah, they'll tear down a whole city. <laughs> Literally. Win or lose, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was for Spencer. And then he has one more question. Uh, which minute would make a good Canadian film? Film. Well, I think we talked about with them, we talked about, I think, Tommy Prince would be a really great movie i know there was plans on making one or they like did make one but i know that there is a movie where there is a character who is supposed to be tommy prince yeah there's an an american film too that was yeah really racist uh in the 1960s naturally oh 1960s america racist what what that doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> so, yeah, I think for me personally, a Heritage Minute that I'd like to be a part of would be, I don't know, like, as I said, like the Heritage Minute I'd like to be a part of is like Elsie McGill, but I also feel like that's not very exciting. I feel like there are more that I could think of that would be more exciting to be a part of. But in reference to... The second question that Spencer asked, I think, what Canadian Heritage Minute do I think would make a good movie? I think Nitro could actually be a really good movie. Yeah, that's true. That'd be a good one. I don't think there's a lot of coverage of, I mean, we know that there were Chinese laborers, but there's not much about what life was like outside of labor for those laborers. Yeah. Not a lot of social commentary outside of yeah so that wraps up question period oh my goodness ah oh, that's so much we should call it uh, if we ever do q and a's it's question period question period oh my god oh my god we're so canadian and cool the puns the puns they just they just roll out naturally <laughs> don't even have to try when you're this funny <laughs> Well, I have I have a little a little nightcap for us. I'm to send excited. us off, and our listeners at home can play along. This is a little bit of a uh, is this a memoriam. game? It's a bit of a game. Oh, it's, it's about Alex. It's about Alex Trebek. Oh. It's a little in memoriam to. Uh, I've been watching so much Jeopardy over the last month too. Just in like, Same. you know, just wanting to relive that and he's such a good host he's he's everything a host should be 
he's, he's such so a good funny guy. and charming, but takes he's his also, job very seriously. Yeah, he's also who you totally want as like your uncle or your grandpa. Like, yeah, he just seems mm-hmm. very nice too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's Canadian. But, you know, it's also exam season for a lot of people. So I thought, you know, we would do a little Minute Women pop quiz to see if you have retained the information that we have discussed through 2020. So I have tried to format these Jeopardy style. So please answer Jeopardy style. This is not a drill. <laughs> this is not a drill. <laughs> and so I have like six pop questions, pop quiz questions for you, Linnea. Okay. Okay, this I'm is ready. the ultimate test. Okay, I'm ready. And if we finish, then okay. we graduate into Minute Women 2020. I'm gonna hold. I have my. I'm gonna hold my mic, and I'm gonna like click it like it's a beeper when I get excited. Okay. <laughs> All right. Question one. Andy Minarski was best friends Uh-oh. with this fellow soldier. Brophy. Ding 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 ding. Who is Brophy? Correct. Pat Brophy. Was I couldn't remember. I could not remember his first name. But I was like, I know I know someone with the last name Brophy. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Brophy. We accept last names on Jeopardy Women. Thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. Question two for 400. Okay. Yeah, I guess this is like our category. Our Jeopardy category is Men and Women. Okay. This animal commonly fell through the roofs of sod houses. Ding, 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 ding. Linnea. What is cows? Ding, ding, ding. Correct. You're two for two so far. Uh, I'll pick the next category in Grace's history of questions for 800. History of questions. Wilder Penfield coached Mm -hmm. this sport while in college at Princeton. Oh. What is football? Correct. Ding oh, ding ding ding. Who played football, but I didn't know if he coached football. I wanted to throw in a a twist. It was twist. That was twisty. Keeping keeping with the sports theme. Okay. Question number 4. Okay. James Naismith learned to shoot basketballs. By playing this game as a child. <laughs> what is duck on a rock? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I think we need to like revive duck on a rock and like oh. play a game. <laughs> Please. We'll have like B&V media family duck on a rock. <laughs> yeah, we'll bring our parents and we'll all play duck on a rock. <laughs> yeah. False nine will be very competitive. <laughs> yeah. Rival and queen will be very competitive. Hot throat. Just... Biffing rocks at the person for fun. Yeah, (laughs) They're very lovely. All right. Question five of six. So you're four for four so far. Throwing it basically all the way back. Kenozhoek Ashevek was hospitalized in Quebec for this illness. Oh, gosh. As a clue, your grandfather also had it. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Uh, sorry, we only accept Jeopardy answers. Oh. <laughs> what is tuberculosis? Correct. <laughs> I was going to say pneumonia, but then I was like, nope, I feel like it was serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not that shitty pneumonia stuff. Yeah. We want real diseases. Real disease. And your final question of the night. Mm-hmm. 
Stanford Fleming originally proposed this <laughs> out of this world name for I'm standard time. <laughs> what is cosmic time? <laughs> Correct, ladies and gentlemen. We have a new Minute Women Jeopardy Big Fat Quiz of the Year end of year 2020 uh, wrap up roundup champion, Linnea Swimmer. It's not going to fit out the door. <laughs> She wins no money because I have nothing to offer her. <laughs> nothing but my own. What's what do the kids call it these days? Clout. Clout. <laughs> yeah, you can wear this medal, this badge with honor. <laughs> oh, that was epic. So that can be part of our question period. Our new our new segment to Minute Women. Question period. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's super fun. That was great. That was, this was like a Christmas present in itself. This was very relaxing. Yeah. It was very fun to chat. It was very relaxing, except for our listeners. There was one moment where uh, my computer completely cut out. And if I sound funny now for this part of the recording, it's because there was some anxiety and stress because I was unable to hear or talk to anybody. Linnea suddenly became a robot voice and we didn't know why. So and they just kept looking at me and being like, we can't hear you. Can't hear you. <laughs> so and then Linnea would mime in her box how the distress. <laughs> oh, <in> my box. <laughs> so thank you so much, everyone, for listening, for bearing with us for this fun Christmas, exciting. I'll end of year extravaganza yeah slightly narcissistic <laughs> extravaganza very narcissistic or great we really do look forward to putting out a new episode for you every week and we look forward to hearing what you have to say and the comments you make so if you're not following us on social media please do we have big things coming in 2021 we are on Instagram at Minute Women Podcast, on Facebook at the same name. And then we are also on Twitter at The Minute Women. We also have a website that is regularly updated with all of our episodes and all of the sources and resources that Grace uses for each episode for her research. And you can find that at www.minutewomenpodcast.ca. And make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Make it a little Christmas gift to yourself. You can download the episodes, review the podcast. Think of a review as your Christmas card to us. So, you know, make it nice, make it sweet, make it festive. And I'm sure you're home with your families or if you're not because of COVID and that's awful, you know, maybe this is something you can share with your family digitally. So, you know, make it a family affair. You do it with your friends, Minute Women Podcast. And we're really looking forward to sharing new episodes with you in 2021. So happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye. Bye.